That, I, I never use an ashtray though. Really? No, I have an ashtray. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. If you're if you're gonna like smoke a joint or something, you should have an ashtray. Yeah. But I was like, what the hell was I doing? Where was I putting all that stuff? You're probably just smoking outside and then just like yeah. ashing it on like the 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 ground or. Yeah. But then you gotta put up put it out and get like all the um. Whatever the, uh, the whatever the black stuff is called, ashes. Ash. That's what it is. Brunch. Hit it, boys. The worst thing about this whole Aaron Rodgers thing, actually, it's mainly the Aaron Rodgers stuff is the worst thing about it, but. Shailene Woodley is now just like viewed by the world in a different light. And I know I'm not I'm not too high on looking to view people in negative lights and everything, but like I'm really like Shailene Woodley had a movie come out in July, apparently, and none of us saw it. None of us thought about it. Like Shailene Woodley is just like out of the the normal Shailene Woodley consciousness. And now it's outside just of like crazy Aaron Rodgers shit. Outside of Big big Little Lies, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, Shay- I, I don't feel like Shailene Woodley. Maybe I ha- always had, like, a Shailene Woodley blind spot with the exception of Big Little Lies and the movie with Miles the Teller. Spectacular Now. The Spectacular Classic Now, film. yeah. Uh, outside of that, like, I don't have a ton of Shailene Woodley exposure. I know that she was in maybe Divergent. Oh. So, they, they, yeah, those two just team up all the time? Is that, Perhaps, is that yeah. Miles Teller? Yeah. He's in that movie too? Yeah, and I think that that's maybe how uh, how Aaron Rodgers and Miles Teller linked up. Because oh. Shailene Woodley. I, I, know, I know that Shailene Woodley and Miles Teller are good pals. I thought you were going to say that uh, like the worst part about it is now that Shailene, Shailene Woodley is just like absolutely dunking on random people on the street. So like that's the whole thing. Like all, all, We're finding out that... Shailene Woodley is, I don't want to say like crazy or a whack job or anything. That's what people are saying. But She's different. Just like, yeah, man. Just like <laughs> posting news stories about random dudes and then talking, like, like suggesting like they're not well endowed. Yeah. And like also, there's like a lot of like, I swear I've had sex. Oh, 100%. In like, this, in these I posts. know Aaron's body. I've seen Pretty it a lot. Pretty well. Yeah. I have seen well, most, if not all of it. Wink face. She and... says, uh, I know Aaron's body, all caps, very well. First off, and no offense, uh, ahem, and no offense to this rando dude, uh, his feet are a lot bigger i'm like and she's got the feet circle i'm like why wouldn't you just circle those and say aaron doesn't have those shoes yeah or there's a million different things you could do rather than be like yo tiny dick coffee drinker guy and also your car sucks this really disappoints me because i consider myself a shailene woodley fan yeah and and that really screams douche chills yeah oh yeah i mean that 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 couple again to each their own I the gives me douche chills. Yeah, and like Aaron Rodgers has bothered me for a long time, just for like a lot of things that he does. But like, people seem to like him. He hasn't done anything that's, uh, you know, hasn't really done anything that like bothers me. He just seems like a fucking weird guy, and he's got a real. This chip is on not his helping about he, everything. He is, he is Kevin Durant, but without like the humor. Yeah, Kevin Durant is a big fucking baby and is the most sensitive guy in the world and doesn't take criticism very well at all. But like, at least when Kevin Durant handles it, it's fucking funny because Kevin Durant is like 
is a no nonsense. I'm going to give it right back kind of guy. Right. And not, not to like diagnose anybody. My read on it is I think that Kevin Durant has like good days and good experiences and will be happy from time to time. Aaron Rodgers never strikes me as happy, which is very sad. Like I want yeah. him to to be and okay like, with what with what whatever life is, but like he clearly is or at least comes off to yeah, we me, don't know it's like, the just guy. like very miserable. Yeah. And and the, like obviously I I don't know how much plays into it, but like he's got a lot of personal stuff that has happened with his family yeah, and like but I mean I don't I just don't know him. Like, I don't know the story, assholes, but I'm, you know. Yeah, no, for sure, but like there's also like I don't know, you put two and two together and you this guy does not take any sort of criticism well from anybody. Yeah, he. I mean, he just seems like a big baby, man. Yeah, that. So that's kind of always been Aaron Rodgers, and I've been fine with like the universal view on Aaron Rodgers being that. But I don't like that Shailene Woodley is now part of it. I don't like that now <laughs> he's dragged her of, into the mud. Yeah, uh, and I mean Shailene Woodley has apparently always been like very uh, like eats clay and does all these things. And I'm like, whatever, cool. I don't care if you eat yeah, clay or whatever. Shit. But just for some reason, when it's then part of the whole Aaron Rodgers miserable experience, and it, I also don't really give a shit if like they don't want to get vaccinated. Like I don't give a shit if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want the vax. I I don't. I really. I, I really don't think that anybody is piling on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm sure people are, but, like, I'm not piling on Aaron Rodgers or making fun of Aaron Rodgers because he's not vaccinated. No, people I don't gave give him a shit fuck because he lied. Because he lied and he got caught in the lie. Yeah. And now he's, like, making himself out to be the victim and he's just being a big fucking baby. And he's like, well, I didn't expect negative consequences. It's like, well, you lied and you got caught. Yeah. And now it's just like y- you are being super sensitive about There's it similarities all. to the Kyrie thing where part of it where Kyrie's like I don't think everybody who doesn't get the vaccine is doing it for malicious reasons and I'm like I completely agree with that and right. then the next sentence they say is something that's like well now you've lost everybody because that whatever you just said was either factually I- incorrect or just really uh off the deep end so that's a bummer with Shannon but yeah she's got a movie with um with uh what what's uh what's my girl's name uh felicity jones called the last letter from your lover okay it's a 2021 british romantic drama and it's on netflix and i've never heard anybody talk about it or think about it or anything no shailene woodley's out here working grinding and all i've heard about shailene woodley recently is she's picking on this poor guy who may or may not drive a a car that's not as cool as Aaron Rodgers is, which I think the car was an Audi. It was an Audi. So like, yeah, like hey, nice also, small dick car. There's no <laughs> car that would make that sort of comment make sense to me. Or like, uh, no offense, Aaron would never drive that. Like, what I would, what what car wouldn't? What car should somebody feel bad for driving? Like a Prius C? That's like the smallest type of or Prius, like the smart whatever, car, the smart car. Yeah, but but then but, like then you would think that Shailene Woodley would be down with a smart car. And those right, those are people have reasons to drive that. They're good for the environment and everything. I legitimately can't think of a car that even and even if it's like didn't uh, uh, actually you know what a hum, like a Hummer like one of the like the the like the old school original like real Hummers. gas guzzler Hummers. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the Ford F one hundred electric no. prototype? Man, they're not going to make it. But they made a Ford. They they're NGMI. Uh, they made <laughs> a. A Ford electric truck 
and it was like an old F100, and it is the sickest looking thing you've ever seen in your oh, life. Oh, damn. And they're just not going to... Wow, this is really weird. It's what? like you being, you like talking about, like getting like impassioned about a car. I know. It's the first, I mean, I just, I saw people tweeting about it, and it is legitimate. I, I would absolutely buy that car. And I've never cared about what car anybody. I really want ever. one of the um, the new Ford Broncos. Oh, it's I, one I, of these I don't ones. Like, so I don't. I, I don't love the. Oh, that new thing Broncos. is sick. How hell sick yeah! Is that? Right. Oh damn! Hell yeah! And it's basically so I know nothing about cars, but like it's basically like a Tesla, but it's a truck. And I don't care to own a Tesla. If they're sweet, but I don't, I don't care to I, own one either. Right. Yeah. But you make it look like that. Yeah, hell yeah. I get, and again, like there's obviously like environmental reasons that you, you want to get it. And just it, that style of truck rocks. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, even if you don't make that, just like, can you do like a hybrid F100? Yeah. Like I never knew what that that the F100 is. That was that was. The, yeah, I had to look it up. I just knew it was like that old Ford truck, mm-hmm. but a modern version of that old Ford truck, and the the color I believe they put like a. It's like an off-whitish, greenish, like it's, really welcome yeah. to the new age. To the new age. It's like it's like off-white with the Miami Dolphins, like teal and orange stripe. Oh, love it! Hell love yeah. it. Um, on the subject of Miami, they're I don't I think they're city jerseys that they have the ransom note yeah, jerseys. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. shitting on them. I love those. Not bad. You think those are bad? They're bad. Everybody thinks they're bad. They're bad. Why? Because they're ridiculous. Love it. No, they're bad. Especially when, man, like... There's no there's no meaning behind it. The, the best things in life have no meaning behind them. Some things just happen spontaneously. Yeah. Sometimes the, the the one was right in front of you all along. That type of thing. They're, I, I, I think those things are sick. Nah, not for me. Really? Yeah. Damn, I was hoping that you liked them because I think you would have been the only other person I'd encounter. But it's just so weird because all those jerseys came out and that was like everyone's go-to for, okay, like obviously this one is the worst. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to peruse all of the city jerseys, but I think those are like the best. They're not the best. Definitely not the best. But there there are very few bad ones this year. I think there are a lot of forgettable ones, but that is one of the bad ones, Which which is funny because... Miami has gotten right. so much praise for their like all their iterations of the city jerseys. Yeah, and their um their earned jerseys are cool. They're gold. Okay. And those are dope. Um okay, I'm looking at all the city ones right now. I mean, Houston just went with the old one. That's awesome. Sixers is amazing. Sixers always have good city jerseys. Denver's okay. Yeah, these are all pretty solid. The Celtics aren't the Very the good. Knicks one stinks. Um, the Knicks one is just like the black one. Pelican sucks. Uh, the Magic one sucks. Let's see what's Magic looking like. It's like it's black and orange. Oh no! The, oh, that one kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, I love it's stupid. I lo- yeah, I love the uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, see, I'm not crazy about that. Love the Charlotte Hornets one. Yeah, it's okay. Um, Sixers one is awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rockets one is awesome. I really like the Miami one. The Hawks I'm, one is awesome. I'm looking at this one now in context. The the Raptors one, very good. Dallas, solid. Celtics one is pretty bad, and it's downgraded to really bad when you work in the entire uniform. Yeah. And the shorts 
have a belt uh, like printed onto them. And you can't even like see. Why are you trying it's... to look like you're wearing a belt? When you're <laughs> I out know. There playing basketball. I think that like this is a hot take, and and I don't know where you stand, but like anytime you can avoid a belt, avoid a belt. Oh yeah, I always no, 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 avoid no. a belt. I am like a very rare. I can't believe we've never discussed this before. I'm a very rare belt wearer. Obviously, never with a suit. You told me that, and yeah. and um, I've gotten some pushback on that. People have like criticized me. They're like, "Well, no, a belt is an accessory." It, it shouldn't. Be. It, it shouldn't be for functionality, but it it's it can be an accessory. I agree with that. So I'll wear. So I just probably just said never with a suit. But yeah. there are there is one suit I have that I like the I like how the a brown belt looks with brown shoes with it. So like I'll wear a belt with that suit. But ninety five percent of the time when I'm wearing a suit, I don't do uh, belt just because. You're not supposed to, but I've also moved away from a lot of those like norms Rules. where like, yeah, yeah. And I used to really be into them because I was just excited that I knew them, but just do whatever works for you as long as it's not like a really stupid thing. Like I saw a politician uh, on TV the other day and their suit jacket button situation was just so <laughs> off and it was a catastrophe and I'm like, yo, you're... How are you supposed to tell people you're an adult if you're? <laughs> yeah, if, like if I'm looking at you and it's painful for me to look at, being like, "Oh yeah. shit, that button is about to uh, just really pop off." No, it wasn't even that it wasn't like well, but it was just like he buttoned the wrong things. Like I think. Oh, so it was it, like uh, it crooked was, or whatever. No, like, it was like I think. Let me think. I think it would have been like a th- uh, three-button suit, which folks only wear if you're tall. That's another one of those rules. Um, Couldn't be me. And only the button. Only the bottom button was buttoned, and oh my god! Like the the rule, folks, going from uh, top down is always, sometimes, never. Okay. Uh, and the only one that was buttoned <laughs> was the was never. Never. <laughs> I did. So I don't know that rule. I don't know if I've ever worn anything that has three buttons because I'm not tall, as mm. you're now finding yeah. out. I don't have. Uh, I don't think I've had a three button suit in my life because i don't consider myself tall enough for it okay yeah somebody uh somebody actually in twitch uh twitch chat this week was like i always thought the dj was tall but my only frame of reference was him standing next to you oh i am i am classic average average, yeah yeah like five i probably was five ten at some point five nine but like my posture has probably gotten so terrible that i'm probably five nine now yeah yeah i mean i'm I'm happy to provide this service for you oh please i don't care about that at all i like I, my height has never i believe has never affected my life unless like i can't even remember like a time that i was trying to reach for something and i couldn't get it i don't think that anybody has viewed me any different because <laughs> oh it's a good thing he's the same height as every other dude on the planet i don't think anybody's ever thought that see so. i'd rather be short than i than be like that no offense i'd yeah, rather have something like oh unique yeah yeah you always although it, ha- it has have some sort of thing it's had some effect in my life yeah but you you've you've worn it well and you you've handled it well because i think that for practical purposes height really doesn't affect an adult no, not really. Unless, like, and I, I don't approve of this, but unless you're in some, like, embarrassing meltdown caught on video situation, <laughs> and then everybody will be like, 
short guy loses it <laughs> at bagel shop and then like everyone talks about how he's short and i'm like yo we are missing the we're, we're burying the lead here like it's just like guy flips the fuck up <laughs> right out. yeah that was uh Oh, People were like, hey, you know guys, right? Well, there was this little itty-bitty one, <laughs> and he was screaming about, yeah, you're not my boss and everything. He was like, well, why? I hope Bagel Boss is doing well. I hope that he's happy. I remember that was a very obvious case of, like, we're going to find this funny, and then the next thing we're going to find out about this guy probably isn't going to be great. Mm-hmm. And I think that he would, was he the one? He posted, like, a video of him, like, kicking his date out of the car or something. Oh, I don't know. It was not good vibes. No, definitely not. Definitely not. It was like uh, it was like clear. He has clear, clear uh, like mental issues. It appeared yeah. to, to be the case. So, but yeah, you've not gotten any sort of like, hey, look what this short man did that the not, internet's a, a no. real a real buzz about. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Yeah, not yet. I don't think they would lead with that though. It is something that hopefully we're getting away with that, but that is definitely something. Again, like the Bagel Boss guy, if he happened today, do you think people would kind of put it through that same prism? Yeah, probably. I didn't know. I think they'd be like, yo, this dude's crazy. Like, like mental health? Yeah. No, no. And like, I think people would be like, yo, this guy lost it. This is a funny video or whatever. But I remember so much about it was like, look how short he is. <laughs> and he's so mad and he's yelling at everybody. And also at the same time, he's short. Yeah. Yeah. I think I still think that would apply. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, whatever. Who cares about height? Again, I was probably thanks. Appreciate taller. you, King. <laughs> I was probably taller like three years ago, and I just hunch over. And now I'm gonna be. I'm gonna catch up to you soon. Okay, can't uh, wait. I saw a car accident on my way over here. Oh shit! I was right next to it. Actually, did you, did you see it happen? Yes, it oh, occurred shit. literally next to the lane next to me, right next to me. Damn. Yeah, it was uh like. Start and stop traffic, like really touch and go. Red light, green light, and yeah, that sort of vibe. And just one of the times, person just whoop and like just went into rear end of the person, real crunch. Just Ooh. there's there's just a real crunch about like a slow the contact of a slow car accident. <laughs> very yeah. much like a it would be very tough for someone to have gotten hurt in this accident. Other than the car, the car. The car probably got some damage, but like honestly, I bet the person who got rear-ended might not even care to get whatever done to it because I, I bet it was minimal. But I was like, "Damn, what are they gonna do?" It was on a bridge. Oh, and I was like, "It's a little while before these folks get to pull over and talk to each other about it." <laughs> was it near my house? No. Okay, I was thinking about a, a bridge. That you? Uh... Oh no, no! It was okay. uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. It was the uh, the Zakem Bridge. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. man, that's tough. Yeah, that's a tough place to get in an accident. Yeah. So you got so folks famously the Zakem Bridge uh, doesn't have a place to pull over. <laughs> Known for <laughs> it's that. a bridge. Yeah, I co- yeah, just the iconic feature of the Zakem Bridge. But here's the thing: it then goes into a tunnel for a long time. So also not great. Yeah. So those people. They had to meet up, like, probably, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes later, especially given that there's traffic and everything. Oh, it would have been so easy for uh, the person who did the rear-ending to just lose the other person. <laughs> just let a few people Oops. go. Yeah. It's the uh, the old Seinfeld. Ah, where'd he, where'd he go? Yeah. He's making great time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, do you know this about me? What? 
I don't like driving over bridges. I know people like that. I get like severe anxiety when driving on bridges. Interesting. That does not affect me. I but I know a lot of people who get that. And I know that's very irrational. Like I don't ever really expect the bridge to snap. Yeah. But the possibility that it could really fucks with me. I mean the most dangerous part of that whole thing is that you're driving. True. Yeah. People don't know this. Um driving is more dangerous than flying i've never heard that before it's a statistic they tell you when you get on the plane the problem like hey in case anyone's nervous anytime any asshole brings this up the problem i'll tell you is that you have no control Uh, you have no control when you're on a plane or on a bridge if you're driving i understand that the probability of you getting in an accident and dying or whatever is much higher yeah but at least you feel like you have some semblance of control, like you can change direction. Ah, uh, yeah. I was, uh, I think it was in Crashing, a comedian had a pretty dark joke about that. He said, he was talking about like, people say, like people discuss is chivalry dead or whatever. Uh, and he was like, people are giving me shit because I didn't open uh, my date's door the other day. I just swam up. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's a great joke. I was like, "Whoa, that's a Didn't great see joke." That joke coming, and it wasn't Anthony Jeselnik who was telling that joke. It was an older guy. Forget that's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's important to to take care of your health and your uh, your date's health if she's in the passenger seat of your car. That's right. Please take care of her health. But if you want to take care of your own health, yeah. it starts with good habits. And you know who's helping you with good habits? Honestly. Uh, my difference, my, my answer might be different than yours, but mine's going to, I'll say quip. Oh, that's, that's unbelievable. Ah. An unbelievable guess because I was talking about quip. Whoa. Quip makes it easy to start living with good habits because they deliver all the oral care essentials that you need to care for your mouth. Uh, the Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths and has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. If you ain't using one of them self-timer toothbrushes, you might you're be not brushing. To, but you ain't doing two. <laughs> you're not brushing for two minutes. I saw our guy uh, John Feidelberg tweet that this week. was like, I got one of them self-timed toothbrushes, and boy, oh boy, have I not been brushing for two minutes my oh, entire life. Oh, my life. God. I mean... Well short of that two-minute two minute benchmark. Can we be real with each other? Realistically, before Quip? 45 seconds. 45 max, seconds. Max. 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 And, it, like, honestly, it depends on what else I'm doing in the bathroom. If I've got, like, other stuff going on, if I'm, like, washing up or something. Even if I'm, like, think, if I'm thinking of go, something, just, like, my mind's busy. Whatever, you'd just be like, okay, I'm just going to do all these things at the same time. And if drying my hands is the activity, then I'm brushing my teeth for the drying the hands period and, and you're not like it's just sitting in your mouth max. yeah it's yeah. sitting in your mouth and you're not actually brushing it's just correct dormant brushing more like just kind of like chomping <laughs> on a an aimless toothbrush well make sure that you get one of these uh uh time toothbrushes quip got you covered uh they also have lightweight and sleek designs for adults and kids no wires no bulky chargers they come with a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. Got reusable handles and a range of sleek metal hues, including best-selling all black and all pink, as well as bright plastic colors to make sure uh, your toothbrush pops on the bathroom counter. And honestly, folks, 
People say that doesn't matter. It does matter. Yeah. Toothbrush. It's interior design. Yes. That's right. Toothbrush. The toothbrush really plays into the curb appeal of the bathroom situation. Um, Big news. Are you done with the read? Definitely not. You didn't do a call to action. I did not. I didn't do do half of that stuff. Uh, They also, uh, Quip has a... They have a brand new smart motor that helps you track and improve your brushing with the free Quip app. Uh, You can earn amazing rewards like free refills, products, uh, gift cards, and more. So if you want to go get Quip, go to getquip.com slash brunch right now, and you'll get your first refill free. First refill free at getquip.com slash brunch, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash brunch, Quip, the good habits company. Oh, yes. And uh, welcome to the brunch family, Seth Rogen, who has tweeted. Uh, I'm going to pull up his tweet. He said, I could watch at tomato fights all day. Way to go. Hashtag million dollar idea. And then uh, he uh, DM me and said, what's your email? And I haven't gotten back to him. Very cool. Yeah, I believe that 100 percent. All that happened, which is pretty cool. It's cool to have Seth Rogen uh, appreciating the, the, the TFs. Very cool to have uh, Seth Rogen horny for the fights. He was. And he, so, in all seriousness, you probably saw, we posted about it on the Patreon. We were like, hey, let's get Seth Rogen. Got him on the hook. Let's reel this. Let's reel this. Uh, what kind of fish would Seth Rogen be? Hmm. Not a clownfish. That's mean. No, definitely not. Because he's like a, he's very funny, but he's also very thoughtful. A puffer fish. Puffer fish because puffs the chiba. That's right. Could be that. If we have him on, because we're trying to get him now, and we'll see what happens with that. Uh, if we have him on, I wouldn't want to just be like, "Hey, you smoke weed, blow up." But I do think an interesting conversation could be had between people who qualify as like new weed and people who someone like him who is very much old weed like I would, I would i would classify it as like uh pre-legal and post-legal that's exactly right yeah, yeah. I, I liked new weed i thought of new weed and old weed as like the new money old money type yeah. of thing like he was he was doing it when it was a lot more taboo mm-hmm. and or it was like part of his life before it was taboo and i just wonder what it's like for like old heads to now be living in a world where you get all your weed with a debit card. Yeah, yeah. And I I bet there are certain elements that are annoying. Like he's probably like I'm sure like a lot of those people look at, at the at the newbies and they're like, This motherfucker doesn't know how to smoke weed. Yeah. Uh but I also believe that if like you're Seth Rogan, he is such like a such a strong supporter of weed that he's probably just down with more people like yeah, and he being has open a, to it, and now he's got a company that he's exactly. selling people selling weed accessories to, and actual like weed and paraphernalia. Yeah, so like I'm sure he's not complaining about the amount of people that are smoking weed these days. Jeff bought a really cool ashtray from the him, ashtray, rocks. and I'm pretty mad about it because I haven't smoked anything that would require an ashtray in legitimately probably over a year. But an ashtray if is an a cool ashtray accessory. Is that cool? It's like a belt. Like you don't need it, but if yeah, you get the right one, it looks good. Put I, that, put that out there. So I'm, I'm a big, um, I'm a big like glassware guy when it comes to to like beers. Mm-hmm. I think that like beers should be drank in oh, yeah. appropriate glassware, and I think that 
uh, having a, a cool piece of glassware can enhance the drinking experience. I mean, literally it does. Yes. Yeah. And, and just like it makes you feel cool sometimes, too. I think that uh, with an ashtray, it's kind of the same deal. If you're, if you're smoking and you got like a cool ashtray, hmm. I bet that feels awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. I, I, when we were texting about it and I was like, I have no use ever for an ashtray. And then I was like, I used to smoke joints. Like, that, I, I never use an ashtray, though. Really? No. I have an ashtray. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. If you're, if you're going to, like, smoke a joint or something, you should have an ashtray. Yeah. But I was like, what the hell was I doing? Where was I putting all that stuff? You're probably just smoking outside and then just, like, yeah. ashing it on, like, the, the, the ground or... Yeah. But then you got to put up, put it out and get, like, all the... Um, Whatever the, uh, the whatever the black stuff is called, ashes. Ash. That's what it is. The you gotta get you gotta get the ash. Uh, damn, that's crazy embarrassing. You gotta get the ash all over the place. That's okay. There was a time we were talking about movies, and I was like, "What's the part? What's like the big part? Why can't I think of this word?" And you were like, "Climax." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I indeed cannot think of that word." I still think uh, I still think about this all the time. Uh, the most embarrassing moment for me. And and maybe listeners will have a different embarrassing moment for me. But the most embarrassing moment for me was, I think in the first year, I pronounced the word uh, Ari, Ari. Oh no! Because I had uh, because I had just like I'd only read it. Yes, and that's that's a rule. You're not supposed to make fun of somebody if they mispronounce a word because it means that they've just read it. Yeah, I've, I'd read it and I and I'd never I, I'd heard Ari. Yeah, but I had never like associated it with the spelling of it did i call you you did or, yeah I, yeah was you, i supportive yeah, you or me no you weren't a dick yeah. but you were just like your face was just like What's wait what here? was that word <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was like damn that's crazy embarrassing because i knew the i knew like how to say it and i oh, knew yeah. what it meant but i just just in my head it was ari oh dude when i would read the hps back in the day i never even attempted in my brain this is terrible i never in my i was in fifth grade shut up uh i never even attempted hermione what was it i just didn't there was oh, like really? no sound there was like no sound h word in my like right i don't know what the, my inner monologue book on tape was doing it was like hey let's get some uh butter beer ron said to oh, and then like <laughs> Or just be like, Woo. like I don't know what I heard, but like I just, just sirens. I just didn't even think about doing that name. And uh, I remember my aunt was like, "Aren't the characters so good? Who's your favorite?" And I was, I don't know. I was probably like, uh, like Paul's my favorite Beetle. I bet like Harry was my favorite uh, of the the gang. And she was like, "I like Hermione." And I was like, <laughs> "Who is this?" <laughs> Is this some book I haven't read yet? Uh, you getting those early copies? I, I definitely did not pronounce it right in my head when I was reading it before like the movies came out. I think I would like call her like Hermione or something. I you know what, dude? I bet that if I did anything, I did Hermione. Yeah, because f- who the yeah fuck phonetically of, like, that would yeah. be. And who the fuck thinks of like Hermione? Is that a name? I mean, famously, she wrote those books on napkins. <laughs> Do you know that? I know that you wrote like didn't you write like the plot on the napkin or no, something? She wrote all the, the books entire, on the, yes. Oh hell yeah! No, all of like the entire series. She That's go, not true. Is it she, true? She wrote the first one on napkins, and That's then so many napkins. That was a hit. And are you gonna mess up your method? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
J.K. Rowling, Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah. Life-changing moments on napkins. Love it. That could be the tweet of the week. Hell that could yeah. be the meme of the week. I think that you should... <laughs> I know I know a lot of people who would legitimately tweet that. <laughs> and just like where there's no real joke. Like there's no real joke in there. Yeah, it's, like, it's just, just like, like factually based. Pointing out that like, oh yeah. That should be that should be just like a page on the on the on the book of fun facts. Yeah. Did it's just know? that meme. And it's people are just like, what the fuck? How is this know, a fun fact? Uh did you know that uh what's my uh what's my 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 pal's name? J.K. Rowling, Rowling, J.K. Simmons, J.K. Simmons. You know that J.K. Simmons wrote up to six books all on napkins. I think she just like wrote a couple like, of. She like used it as like a notes points. app for yeah, like a second yeah. and just jotted some. She just had a good idea. Yeah. Yo, uh, I had the. I do love the idea of like Harry of Harry Potter first edition being just like truck of napkins can you imagine the rovell tweet about when those napkins oh, no. sell yo what do you think those sell for the napkin the napkins if 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 harry she were potter... to sell the napkin that like, she came up with uh the harry potter like 250 million dollars easy all right so that's if it's one napkin but what if it is a much more uh cumbersome enormous collection of napkins on which she wrote the entire book of harry potter <laughs> And the Sorcerer's Stone. Like, you have to, like, so rent that, out a space to have them. So there is, like, honestly, it's like, um, yeah, it's kind of like Skylar with the money in Breaking Bad. Where she comes by and sprays it for silver fish. Because there's just so much of it all over the place. If you had to buy, like, those barrels full of napkins on which the entirety of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was written. A, I think it would go for less than just the one now. I think it would too. And what you, would it go it, for? It would go for less and it would also be like, you'd have to split it up because like, I'm assuming that it would be sold like in blocks like, or something or like price per napkin chapters. Yeah. Ooh, I would get, I would just get whatever the cheapest chapter was. Yeah. Cause it's, who cares? Yeah. I'd be like, no one's gonna please. It's still Harry Potter. I bet that it would go for. I saw that the Buddy the Elf costume sold for two fifty seven. Two fifty seven million, right? Thousand. Two hundred fifty seven thousand. Which honestly, oh yeah, that's definitely that was what a stupid question. Exi- whatever uh, existing in the NFT space now. When I see these things, it's like the Buddy the Elf costume sold for two hundred fifty six thousand dollars. That's it. I'm like. Are you fucking kidding? You only sold for like 26 ETH or like whatever? <laughs> because I'm like, yo, like apes are selling for like that much. And that's not even a thing. And then like, <laughs> and like, let's be real. Like, again, like I love the NFT community and everything, but like, I totally Still understand. Don't get like, it. It's like not a, it's just a, it's just a JPEG, man. <laughs> man. Uh, we're seeing less and less, by the way, the, uh, the, the right clickers. I think are slowly dying down. Like the people who excitedly take pride in not knowing anything about NFTs. Because it's just like, how, how far can you go with that joke? Yeah. Oh, I just wrote, oh, now I guess I own it. Mm. Uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Jay Baruchel, did have a good tweet about NFTs. Do you see it? Uh, I, th- I did see it, but I forget what it, what it said. He said, uh, not sure about these NFTs, but I can tell you I'm AFT. Always freaking tired. 
<laughs> Great Jesus tweet. Christ. I did see uh I saw like And then Seth Rogen replied and said, Go back on Tomato Fights or let me on Tomato Fights King. I did see um one of one of the like viral Twitter things was like uh Yeah, I got NFTs. Nice fucking titties. Oh, and I was like, okay, that's like a t- is that like I bet that's like a T-shirt, and then like on the back of it, it says something about like kneeling for the anthem or something. <laughs> I or did standing for the anthem. I guess I did see. Uh, oh man, the uh, the tweet that I sent you about the guy who sent out the prompt Twitter to basically like get nudes. Oh, that yeah. was unbelievable. Very funny. What was it? It was like uh, quote tweet that or like reply to this it was, it was like it was like what picture of your boobs got you like this and i forget <laughs> what the uh, i forget what the picture was yeah. or like the meme was and like it just got picked up by viral twitter and it was just like a bunch of responses of people just like posting pictures of their boobs or or like replying them to this guy i suppose that's one use for twitter <laughs> again i still haven't found we still haven't figured out the good use for twitter so uh like as much as i want to mock that chaos I'm like, what even is the right? What even is the fun and nice use? Yeah, I think there Twitter. was like, like years ago, it would be like, oh, you're doing Twitter wrong. It would yeah. be like, you're doing Twitter wrong. Like, it's not supposed to be like tweeting out pictures of your breakfast and and like updating your Facebook status or whatever. And now I don't think you can tell anybody that they're doing Twitter wrong. No, everybody, everybody just has their own way of doing it. Again, it's it's like the the shit about. If you have any unread emails on your phone, you're a psycho. Uh, emails have existed for like three days. They just started happening, like world history wise. Very this, recent. We don't know. There, there are no rules with the emails. No, and who cares? Like, who cares and about like, somebody else's inbox? Yeah, and like, what am I going to read emails? Right. Oh my god. What am I going to spend time out of my day, like marking them as read? I did a thing today. I had to tell a coworker. Uh, I had to apologize. Like, oh shoot! Like, uh, sorry, you've you've been using my work email. I never check that. Send it to like this is the email that I use. I feel like a lot of people do that. That shouldn't be acceptable. Like, why isn't my work just like you? Had, no, use your work email. Like, why is it acceptable that I can me and like a million other people in the world are just like, oh no, I don't use that. Yeah, same. I don't use that part of my work yeah i'm kind of telling on myself here but it is kind of like i caught myself as i was saying it i was like dude check your work email no yeah i mean i don't want to i mean i don't do it yeah well here's the thing about work emails i'm okay with having one as long as i can control the the flow to my inbox but the problem with work emails is that like at least in the last two places that i've worked you get hundreds a day. Oh, yeah. And, like, what am I supposed to, like, sign up for that on my phone or, like, continually, continuously monitor that? No. Like, if I'm getting hundreds of emails a day, I'm not going to monitor it and I'm not going to sift through it to get, like, one or two emails that might come there. Send it to the one that, like, actually has a clear path to me. An issue with my work email, and I've found no solution to this. I've tried to resolve it. Can't do it. For whatever reason, my name on my work email, so not like the name of the email, but if you receive an email from me, like if I send you an email from my normal email, mm-hmm. I'm pre- it'll say from David Bean, mm-hmm. right? This, for my work email, if you send something to me or I send it to you, it will say that it's from 
and then it's a bunch of it's a bunch of uh, recycling signs and airplane emojis. And that's just the name on there, and I can't change it. I've tried to change it. I've contacted ITP. Like, the smartest people, the nicest, smartest, most capable people have, like, been on this case. I've, I've had to bug them and put them on this case. And they're like, this, this, this shouldn't be this like is this. You now. I don't know why this is like this. Nobody knows how it got like that. And that's just the way it is. So that's, I guess, even that's more important for me to not use it. Yeah. But, Damn. Like, if I ever do, like, a work thing and I log in using, like, whatever work stuff, it will just say, like, all right, airplane recycle boy is here now. <laughs> that's uh, that's Shailen Woodley's uh, like that, dream guy, airplane it, recycle boy. It might be. Um, programming note, uh, Seth Rogen will not be on this episode. Howmouth was supposed to be on this episode. Life Happens. We had a bunch of schedules to juggle. Couldn't get everybody at the same time. Didn't want to do one without the other. Um, just because didn't want uh, anybody to be left out. And Didn't want to half-ass it either, I yeah. think. Like. No, but I legit, I was like, yo, this is like a, this is going to be a really good time. Yeah. And I don't want... Uh, anybody to miss out. I, yeah, I don't want someone to not have this incredible experience. One of my questions for them... Uh, which we're going to hang out with them next week, so we'll do something. Uh, but uh, one of the questions for them was going to be, uh, isn't that guy, the let's get ready to rumble guy, isn't he such a dork? Michael Buffer? Or yes. Is it Bruce Buffer? Yes. Which one? Something Buffer. Well, Michael and Bruce are brothers. And they both do it? Uh, one of them does UFC, one of them does WWE. Oh my, this is a family business. Yes. I carumba. <laughs> The, 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 the whole let's get ready to rumble industry, not trying to hate, but it's a bit dorky. And every time someone's like, oh, we're at this game, and who's going to, oh, we've sung the national anthem. Now, before we kick off, let's give it to Mr. Buffer. Hey, everybody. And I'm like, oh, it's the let's get ready. It's, it's going to be the let's get ready to rumble guy. And like, he's wearing the suit. Yeah, but he kind of like, rocks. He's like an institution, man. I not for me. I mean, what is he supposed? You could say that he's a dork, but what is he supposed to do? He has the best job in the world. It is incredible that like that guy probably pays the bills on saying, he, "Let's get ready to." Rumble. That guy probably lives luxuriously on saying, "Yes, let's do this." Let's. <laughs> uh, Michael Buffer is a "Let's get ready to rumble" guy. Uh, Bruce Buffer is his catchphrase is. It's time. Ooh. No, he's good. Not as good. No, he's he's pretty good. He does UFC. Michael Buffer does like boxing and um and just appearances. Yeah. Catch dude at hockey games, football games. They he just there and he yeah, says Yeah, he picks up a fat check for saying one line. Yo, again, like I guess I, I'm really not trying to to hate, but I just think like we've never really hit pause and been like, yo, like is this is there any added value here with having somebody yell let's get ready to rumble? I bet the Hamilton t- fellows have you, thoughts on this. Maybe, but I'm telling you man, those guys are institutions and w- once they retire or god forbid worse, people are going to miss them. They are. Yeah, I there's a compare there's a local comparison that I don't want to make because it'll sound a little Holy. Mean. What? So celebrity net worth, Uh-oh. I don't know, uh, 
I don't know how accurate this is, but celebritynetworth.com. Oh, no, like famously all over the place. Okay. Well, there is a wild discrepancy in Michael Buffer's net worth oh, versus no. Bruce Buffer's net worth. Yeah? Like how much are we talking? A very large margin. Well, this rem- cannot be true. So the, the Let's Get Ready to Rumble guy is definitely getting paid more. Yes. And then it's also possible that one of them is better with money than the other one. So that's, that's what you have to consider True. with celebrities because we, during the pandemic, my friends and I on Zoom, we would do this game where like we would just think of celebrities and we would guess their net worth, which is fucked. Uh, and then we would see like who came closest and everything. And part of it is like how much money do you think they've made for their work? What what type of uh, Assets work they were have. they making at, at which time? Like if it was a musician, if it's someone who was doing it in the 90s, then they were making a shitload of money. And if it's somebody who's doing it like recently, then it's like, well, how much Probably are they Probably getting boned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, But then you'd also figure like, okay, dar, did they have like a big divorce or how True. are they, how do you think they are with money? Which is a crapshoot. But yeah, give, give, give this to me. Did you see the number? I have it up on my computer screen. I can't see it. Okay. I'm too short. <laughs> okay. Uh, guess. Guess uh, Guess Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer. I will tell you, he's way more than, than Bruce Buffer. He's the, it's, uh, let's get ready to rumble one. Oh, $17 million. Quite far off, according to CelebrityNetWorth.com. <laughs> it's going above? Significantly above. $75 million. More. $100 million. More. $200 million. More. What? More. Half a B? Less. Uh, a third of a B? More. Uh, five-eighths of a B? No, wait, that's uh, f- uh, four, four-ninths of a B? Four-ninths? I don't know. I'm not going to do that math. But it's a little less than 50% of a B. It's uh, less. 40% of a B. Yes. $400 million is Michael Buffer's reported net worth from CelebrityNetWorth.com. Dorking it up and holding up sporting $400 million. Events. I will say Michael Buffer, again, would love to just stamp this word. Yeah. An institution. He's uh, yeah. been around sure. the, since the WWE days, since the WWF WF. days. People forget. Yeah. Famously, it was called WWF. Yes. He's been around since those days. Um, all right. Bruce Buffer. Yeah. What do you think? Well, from the way you made it sound, like 60 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Two million dollars? More. Yo, good for him. I know. Uh, Six million dollars. More. Ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. So a $390 million difference for like the same line of work. Yeah. And, and but one relatively... An I would say that they're both institutions, but one is... A more a, lo- a more long established institution. I think it's like Baldwin's. There's like there's a bunch of them, and some of them are good. But yeah, like one of them so is, here, one of them's Alex yeah, Baldwin. so so I think that like Bruce Buffer is an institution because Michael Buffer was an institution before him. I would guess. Yeah. Okay. So, so Michael Buffer is 77 years old. Uh, Bruce Buffer is 64 years old. Are the Buffers closer to the Baldwin's or the Wahlbergs? Would you say? I think the Wahlbergs actually might be a better comparison. Because um, I don't know there's another Baldwin yeah. that is as good as Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, you're probably right. Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg is probably like the Bruce Buffer. I've never met Donnie Wahlberg. I think it's important everybody knows that. Uh, I've never met Donnie Wahlberg. I would like to... I think that I would like Donnie Wahlberg. 
I'd like to talk to him. I'd probably like to talk to him more than Mark Wahlberg. I think so, too. I At least for, like, the conversation itself. He's always at Celtics games. Mm-hmm. He's a big, devout fan. His uh, wife, famously, Jenny McCarthy, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter uh, pals with Jenny McCarthy, because she came on two-minute talk show back in the day. Yep. I wonder if... Yeah, I'd like to meet Donnie Wahlberg. Let's get. Do you think Donnie Wahlberg would do tomato fights? Probably. I bet Jenny McCarthy would consider tomato fights. Maybe. I was just about to say, like, I bet she would do it, but then I'm like, oh, she's doing like the Mass Singer and like really like. I, has I a think lot Donnie of... Wahlberg is is uh, attainable. Let's shoot for somebody in that family. Okay. In like that, would it be imme- is imme- is uh, spouse immediate family? I think so. Let's go for somebody in that immediate family. Okay. Meaning. Jenny McCarthy or Donnie Wahlberg? Okay. Who would you rather have? Donnie Wahlberg. You'd rather have Donnie Wahlberg? Yeah. Ooh. The maybe that's with... maybe that's because I just watched um, Band of Brothers, and he Ooh. was good in Band of Brothers. Donnie Wahlberg's good, man. He um, the the initial thought with doing with getting actors on Tomato Fights was uh, do one of their movies and then something with a similar thing. We didn't do that with uh, Jay Baruchel. Although, if we got Seth Rogen, I would love to do This Is the End versus whatever yeah because i just i kind of want the anecdotes from this is the end oh my god so bad and like so since we had uh jay barrett shell on i had i was doing research and everything to have him on which probably wasn't necessary because I've seen a bunch of shit that he's in under understand right his his vibe and everything a cursory understanding guy. of jay Baruchel. right and like we weren't doing a jay Baruchel interview but for I still kind of prepared, uh, and now the YouTube algorithm has just been pummeling me with Jay Baruchel interviews that I've continued to watch, and like little things that like I'm continuing to learn. I and assume you've seen the uh, the 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 famous one with Eric Andre. No, you you haven't you seen. No, he did. Um, Jay Baruchel and, and Eric Andre did a um, like a morning local TV interview for so, far, so good for. Uh, Man seeking woman yeah. ahead of one of the seasons, and boy, it goes off the rails so fast. And like Eric Andre's being super weird, and Jay is just like very visibly uncomfortable. And oh man, it is uh, it is hilarious. Um, that one's got like a, a like a bajillion YouTube hits because it's so weird. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Um, the stuff with uh, not to blow up anybody's spot, but the stuff with um. You know how he said he wasn't uh, super cool with the guy who created Mighty Ducks? Yeah. Uh, the backstory on that is <laughs> uh, kind of funny. Apparently, like they, they were working together on a project, and he kept... Uh, I'd have to read it. I don't want to uh, misrepresent it. But basically, he kept like letting people like walk through and like interrupt the scenes and everything. And uh, uh, Baruchel and or other people on the set just thought he was like an absolute weak director and like a coward like yo like make this own like this is your this is your pro like your show letting people yeah i'll have to i i hope i represented it okay uh also a larry king interview now i feel bad i don't i'm not don't want to totally blow up this guy's spot but uh larry king interview he asked him he was like what's your relationship like with jonah hill and seemingly maybe that um the thing in like this is the end is at least like lightly based on a true story of that they're just like not each other's cup of tea. That's hilarious. It makes it so much better. 
that makes it. I would I would never put those two together as like guys who don't like each other because they just seem like very wholesome and like yeah. like obviously that whole crew they've worked together like it's they seemingly get along. Yeah, uh, obviously we don't know, but like I would never be like. I bet those two guys don't like each other, but that makes it so much more funny that if that like is rooted in some sort of truth uh, that they that they wrote in like the fact that they don't like each other. Yeah, he was like, yeah, we're like fine. It kind of seemed like a oh yeah, like he, he's fine. We we just kind of stay uh, out of each other's way type of thing. And everybody has people like that where yeah. like you wouldn't say you dislike the person, but you're like we wouldn't hang oh, out, wouldn't be buddies. Off, yeah, not uh, not not spending. Too much time around each other. Uh, we saw the harder they fall. The harder they fall. A, a really, I would say, a really fun watch. Yeah, f- I mean, a lot of people die. Yeah, Violent but film, that's, great film. It's no, uh, great. Uh, I was about to say, like, a, I was going to say, very good. really good. Very, yeah, uh, I, 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 uh, I quite liked it. I so quite rated I. it. So did I. Uh, some great scenes, great performances. The train scene. In the first uh, half of the movie, is was outstanding. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of really, really great scenes. The uh, I think the the relationships in the story were great. I was looking forward to this. Awesome and I cast. Was, yeah, for I, I was kind of expecting to be let down. Maybe it's because like of this weird Netflix bias that maybe I that I guess I still have, which I'm like. Oh, it just went straight to Netflix. How good can it be? Well, that and like the cast is so good that like it, it went to Netflix and it didn't seem like there was a lot yeah, of like, like how did I just hear about right. this? Right. Yeah. So that's that's what I went in with it being like, this can't be that good because it's got a ton of great people in it and the entire world isn't talking about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a great point. That that must be what it was, that it just kind of popped up on everybody's radar because Man, you look at that cast, and Jonathan Majors is. Just I, awesome. I would say he is one of the like quickest ascending stars in Hollywood right now. He should be. I mean, Lakeith Stanfield, always fucking awesome. Idris Elba. I was initially a little worried because I, I was like, oh shoot, is this going to be like a bait and switch? Is this is like he not going to be in this movie much? But he was. He was. Yeah. And everybody that they build is is in it quite a bit. Zazie Beetz. Yeah. No choice but to stand that performance. She is the best and just like an unbelievably looking person. Oh, yeah. Just so hot. Yeah. Uh, Regina King, also really good. Um, Regina yeah. King was horrifying in this movie. That was like, she was, I mean, a lot of murderers in that movie, yeah. but she was kind of the, uh, I'm trying to think, like the the muscle to mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield and his crew, and man, it was just like a lot of uh, a lot of like Chris and Snoop vibes. Um, yeah, the, the Wire. Yeah, where it's like, all right, I get all of these people have bad intentions, but I am most scared, like for my safety, with this one. Yeah. they've <laughs> only been in the scene for like a minute, and they've killed like three people. <laughs> I uh I did really really like it. Uh so it's it's essentially um it's a western. Uh it's like a it's a western style uh like outlaw basically. I wouldn't say cops and robbers Red but just like cops. Two, two gangs, yeah. just like two rival gangs. Um cops for a second. And it has uh it has a lot of like Red Dead Redemption vibes. It seems very inspired by Red Dead Redemption. I sent you that text and you 
Radio silence. Did I reply? No. <laughs> yeah. I, I got it and like... Do you I, know I what Red Dead Redemption is? Yeah, I should check if I respond. We've obviously you didn't. texted since, you didn't. but yeah, fuck, my bad. <laughs> yeah, there was just like, I just probably looked at it and then... I didn't expect you to, to reg- for it to register because you're not a video game guy. Yeah, but, it yeah. certainly didn't while watching. I was I was like, if there's if any of this is inspired by a game or a book or anything, it's going to go over my head. Well, I mean, like, it's a, it's a tough, uh, it's like a tough thing to say because like, obviously Red Dead Redemption is inspired by... A billion other things that came before it. Yeah. Like in terms of like this isn't not the know, first thing to use a horse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Heart. yeah. Um, so like but it is it is very cool in, in the way that it meshes like old style Western with like new new music, like new um like new styles of cinematography. Like it's very it's a very cool mix of like old style and new like hipness. Yeah. Without spoiling, how'd you feel about the end? That was awesome. Yes. That was awesome. Agree. Yeah. Agree. I thought that it was very cool that like they have like this I don't uh, without spoiling it or getting into deep like there there's like this character who has a lot of hype and legend to him. Yes, looms large. Looms large and he's just like a fucking fraud. Yeah. And and that gets exposed at the end and I think that's fucking super cool. Yeah. Because um, anytime you do that in like a western, it it like there's always like this big pressure to deliver and have like this big um, showdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool when it's just like, no, nah, that guy's a fucking fraud, and the legend is all kind of made up. Yeah, um, this is an 86 currently on Rotten Tomatoes. So I would ex- I would have expected it to be higher. Interesting Ooh. fighters that we are. Uh, it has the same Rotten Tomato score as Donnie Darko. The Aviator, The Blair Witch Project, The Sixth Sense, okay. and Chicago. Hell yeah. Um, I would say this is not better than Chicago or The Sixth Sense, but I don't really care about those other movies I said. I think that this is at home in the high 80s. And I know that 86 is it's mid-80s, mid-80s yeah. but... I would guess, like, I, from what I've seen, I guess, listed uh, in terms of, like, critic score and stuff, I would say, like, 88, 89, yeah. I'd be comfortable with it there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, once you get into the the higher Big 80s, recommend, that's when you though. get into, like, the uh, the Swingers, American Beauties, your Brokeback Mountains, your Titanic. Titanic is 89. That's insane. Titanic versus Shrek 2 89 <laughs> would be an interesting. Here's a uh, here's something that, that I've been discussing uh this week and thinking about this week. We should do like the first 100 episodes of uh Tomato Fights all uh like 1 through 100. We should have no repeats like on numbers. numbers. Yeah. So I've I've thought about that but there's some there there's just some numbers that are just so much juicier than others. And I've got this like big ass database and there's some numbers such as uh let's see. I'll find one here. Like I don't have a 67 in here and I've got hundreds of movies in here. Can't find a 67. Hmm. Uh meanwhile, the, I just gave you like a bunch of 86s. And especially as you get to the lower numbers, those are going to be way harder to find. Yeah. Like if you I don't have a 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, or 17. I don't have a 1, 2, or 3. Do have a couple of 4s. Do have three zeros? Uh, Gaudy. Gaudy. Yeah. Um, Jaws. There's like a Jaws, like something's revenge is a zero. Oh, love it. 
Um, and I don't know. What else do you have for zeros? Uh, Gaudy, Mulan 2. Okay. Uh, Hard Kill, which was a recent Bruce Willis movie. Kind of don't hate doing that one. Um, what was the Bruce Willis one that... Uh, the the one where he's like the serial killer? Kind of. It was, the, it was one that they basically remade like a year later with um jennifer garner remember the oh, jennifer garner yeah. one was called uh peppermint peppermint yes good good memory um and the, the yeah yeah no that's the one that i was thinking of um the one where he's like the vigilante yes, killer exactly right. yeah, they're yeah. like is he a vigilante is he whatever and it's like oh, he's kind of a serial killer yeah. <laughs> um i don't know what that one was rated but that one, that, that movie like a was classic bad. name too. That, well, that well like, I think it was. I think that was like a property. That movie was like that had existed. Let's see, Bruce Willis. Is it Die Hard? Is that what yes. the name of it? Yeah, it was called Death Wish. Death Wish. That sounds like a video game. Yeah, I think that that is a uh, some sort of property. Um, it's an eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That sounds about right. An 18 would match it up with Rush Hour 3 and... Do you remember Eddie? Eddie? Yeah. Is that the skiing movie? It's a basketball movie. It's a basketball movie. In which Whoopi Goldberg becomes coach of... I believe they use real teams, and I think she becomes the coach of the Knicks. Oh, good Lord. And there's like a bunch of... This is going to shock you. This is set in the 90s. There's a bunch of men on the team that are like, but she's a woman. I don't want this is the 90s and we are very set in our ways and that is the plot of the movie. I believe she turns the franchise around. Classic. Don't want to spoil it. But that's what you're getting with the 18s. A uh, little Nikki is a 21. That deserves higher. Yeah. But like I could see critics going into that and being like what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um Eli Roth directed Death Wish. Our our pal Eli really? Roth. Really? Yeah. Friend of the podcast would love to have Eli Roth on Tomato Fights. That would be incredible. Yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah. That's a Eli Roth, Jenny McCarthy, Seth Rogen back to back to back weeks would be strong. I think that that uh that we can do it. Uh let's quickly talk about the new music that has come out. Did you listen to the ABBA album? I have not. I've not listened to a single second of it. Oh my god! So I've listened to it a bunch of times, and at first I was like, "Yikes!" Because they they released a few singles before, and some of them were good, uh, some of them weren't great. But there's always like this weird thing. This this has happened to me a lot with like Taylor Swift albums, where a single will come out, I won't care about it uh, because it's a Taylor Swift song, so it's probably kind of boring. Uh, and then I'll listen to it in context of the album and I'll be like, okay, I like this. And mm-hmm. it just works better for whatever reason. Kind of got that with some of these ABBA songs. There are some massive clunkers. The lyrics on this album are horrible, but ABBA has never really been like, yeah, they're penning. not, they're not like poets. Right. But the issue, and they're also like, like English, a like a mil- language. no, and also yeah. a million years old. That's the big thing. Like the the vocals don't always sound awesome, and to their credit, they don't go crazy with the tuning. So because if you tune a kid or an old person, it is so distracting. Mm-hmm. You know those one eight hundred cars for kids yeah. commercials. Yeah, makes me want to die. <laughs> Hearing the little kids auto tuned sounds so bad and so weird and so cringy. It's the worst. Yeah, it just feels wrong. Right. So the the like vocal production on this album is still very. ABBA, it's still like a, a, 
a million times tracked. It's still like a kajillion of their voices. It sounds like a big choir of them, and that's great. But there's some lines where it'll just be one voice, and they'll tune it, and you're like, ah, uh, that sounds a little weird. But uh, it does have some great songs. Don't Shut Me Down is just like a classic, great ABBA song. Love it so much. Just the Notion is an old ABBA song that they never put on an album, and then they just did it this time, and it's pretty good. Uh, when You Dance With Me is good, and uh, Keep An Eye On Dan is solid. There's, okay. So there's like four good to very good songs on this. The issue is there's some like, there's a ballad that's called, like I think it's called I Can Be That Woman, and it is so tough. The lyrics are so bad. It's like, that's fine. We I'm argue, totally... and I say no more, and you say screw you. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, who cares? <laughs> who cares though? Like, if getting a getting any good ABBA song at this stage in yes. your life or in yeah. their lives is just found money. Right. So like, they put out an album. Half of it sucks. Half of it's like, oh, hey, yeah, this is pretty cool. That's like, a win anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's like expecting ABBA to put out an album album and be like? Album of the year. Uh, honestly, though, legitimately, um, the songwriting on this album, I did think this I was as I was listening to Don't Shut Me Down. I was like, man, these people are in their mid-70s and they still write a pop song that like among its con- among its uh, contemporaries, like other people who are going to be putting out pop stuff. I'll use the Taylor Swift comparison like fucking bloodbath like it's crazy <laughs> that in their mid 70s they still write like such a better song than whatever and like i love bieber and taylor swift and all those people but like all that shit is so simple and so low information and abba coming back after a bajillion years off and they don't even like like each other i don't yeah, think and yeah it's like fucking around yeah. <laughs> they're just like see they're just like they were they weren't like again. biding their time to make this album. They were just no. like fuck this. We don't need to do anything. And then they just decided that they wanted to. And legit, like legit, it does le- feel like they kind of have to, folks. Listen to "Don't Shut Me Down" and some of the key changes and just some of the things the songs does. Like if if a band you like these days came up with that song, you would be like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> I don't know what they're on, but they are nuts. And that's just ABBA being like out of practice and yeah. old that's like abba on a bad day just i'm excited to listen to it now a lot of other pop i'm excited to listen to it um i i'd been very tied up with the new houndmouth album love it like, love it it's and it it, it feels I, I feel bad that i like it so much because everybody knows that like i love houndmouth and i'm a houndmouth stan and that and that we're like we're we're uh, You've never we're, had a choice. We're actually. buddy buddy, yeah. right? Like I would You've never say had that a choice, but to stand. There. Yeah, that's right. And if we uh, and if I didn't like the album, I'd still probably say that I liked the album. But holy, this new album is awesome. It's uh, it goes back to the old Howlmouth song that I originally fell in love with, uh, and it's just like it's got a bunch of really good songs, great songs, and potentially one of my favorite Howlmouth songs, which would of the be? entire catalog, which would be Goodbye. Excellent choice. Goodbye is a fucking professional song. Goodbye is a great song. It uh, has like a it, it's it's uh it's it's too short for my liking. I wish that it was a little bit longer, which is a good sign, I guess. I want more, but there's like there's so many like subtleties in that song that make it incredible. Yeah, that's that is an 
excellent song, and I won't nerd out about why it's excellent, but combination of lyrics and just very tasteful move. This is, I think, the most tasteful Houndmouth album Ooh. yet, and that's not just because there's a lot of piano on it. A nice way to, I, to make anything tasteful is add a lot of piano. I think their uh, first album is the most tasteful. Um, Their first album is definitely the most, like... Uh, I don't know. I was going to say, like, the most, like, rock band. Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on one's definition of tasteful. But this this album just has a lot of uh, very... Like, I, I don't want to use the word sophisticated because that sounds obnoxious and it makes it sound like other stuff they do isn't sophisticated. But, like, certain certain moves and certain choices they make, I think, wouldn't be made by a younger band. And this is more now, like, guys have been understated? Doing it. Uh, what would be under this? Yeah. Um, like they, they don't like hit you in the face a lot in this album. Oh yeah. No, it's not like, uh, it's not 12 Las Vegas's or 12, uh, say it's, but a lot of good, a lot of good mid tempo rockers. Mackenzie is one of my favorite Howmouth songs ever. I was elated. Uh, Brett said, it's his favorite How Mouth song wow. ever. Okay. Love it. That's a bo- that's bold. Picking anything other than Sedona is bold. I know. Mackenzie Gang, though. Appreciate it. Mackenzie Gang, turn up. Love that song. Uh, Ride or Die is just an A-plus chorus. That's one of their best choruses ever. Love it so the, much. The entire four-run song to end the album is yes. outstanding. Yes. It's uh, Goodbye, um, uh, ride or die yeah, ohio, ohio and las vegas yeah it's like it's 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 honestly too good for like a four-run song to end the album because then like las vegas ends and you're like wait that's the fucking album right we're, we're done here what are you kidding me yeah i uh i without i i won't get into too many specifics because there's some shit i want to throw against them but i was gonna say not a lot of albums starting off with the word chartreuse these days <laughs> no one else is doing that that's that's really just a how thing uh, a lot of this by the way uh, produced by them, like that Shane and Matt. That was a, a big uh, greenhouse album, yes. isn't it? Yeah, is it fully recorded at the greenhouse. I think all of it was there. Uh, some of the songs were done earlier with um, with uh, why well, can't I think of his name? Brad Cook, who did I comma I. He, oh, hell so yeah. he did some of the songs, and then the rest were during the pandemic and. Shane was mixing them. He like they did man like they they've just come into their own in so many different ways. Those guys rule. Love the album so much. Was going to do a video. Was going to do like a because on YouTube they do their videos that uh it'll be like a, a tutorial on how to play a song on guitar and I was going to do a tutorial on how to play Mackenzie mm-hmm. and just show how to play the verse and then just at the b- chorus just like be like, all right, now chorus, smash a beer on your head, and it'll be the end of the the video. But uh, uh, another great thing about this album is that uh, when Las Vegas did end in one of the listens, it it moved it on to like a like related artists. Yeah, and I found out another uh, cool band that I'm really into now. Who? Uh, it's called Will Dorado. I don't know Will Dorado. Will Dorado is a uh, it's like a very um, like. Like sort of like Texas rock or like Southern, uh, cool. Sort of like I don't know. It's sort of like cowboy rock. It sounds like 
Nice. And uh, I'm very into them. Nice. Yeah, this is a this is a strong album, and it's cool. Like I, they've they've had these songs, and they've been playing some of them live for, uh, I don't know, like before the pandemic. I yeah, think. they did like a drive-in show uh, that they played some new songs with. Yeah, so that was like recently, but uh, they I'm saying like before the pandemic, they were playing. Uh, I think they were playing. Uh, were they playing? goodbye they may have been it's tough because they're a band i like that they're a band that does this is that they'll just like be like hey we wrote this thing the other day here it is and some bands will be like more protective Protective, of it and they want to make it its best form and then do it but i think a band like that like just play the song and then by the time you record it the songs existed it's it's approaching it like a stand-up comedian it's like working out the material yeah so yeah this album rocks and uh i I, I just fucking love these songs. So we'll talk to Halmouth uh, next week. Don't know if it'll be for the Wednesday episode or what, because we'll probably do it there in town on Wednesday. And folks, go to their shows um, if they're in your area. They're going to New York and D.C. and all the, the fun places soon, so check them out because they're a fucking awesome live band. Uh, we'll have them, though, next week. At some point, 